0: Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Today's guest is Legend Status. And I'm sure many of you have heard of her. You like that, Allison? Legend. Oh, you,
1: I'm <laughs> blushing.
0: <laughs> she is. Allison Scammell is an extremely well-known master intuitive coach and energy clearing guru. She helps soul-guided leaders and entrepreneurs to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. And even more fun, she's coming to us all the way from the Netherlands. Welcome, Allison. I am so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I am so thrilled you're here because you are, what do you call it when you're in a play and it's the end of the play, the grand finale (laughs) to this whole money manifesting. And I know that you're going to bring so much to this audience because you brought so much to me already. And then you also have an exciting offer at the end. So I
1: do. I love the topic. It's super timely right now. Uh, couldn't be more timely. So well done you for creating the right content at the right time.
0: I, it's all because of you, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well, it's definitely partially because of you. You've definitely helped me with that. So as I was saying, you are the closer in my three-episode Money Manifesting series. You and I did an intuitive session together, and it was so insightful. And what I noticed is your intuitive approach to sales. You never tried to sell me. You weren't pushy. Instead, you offered the right service for me, and I could tell Source guided you. What is your advice for helping spiritual and purpose-driven entrepreneurs to step into that mindset of service. And by the way, I can already feel your amazing energy. I'm good at feeling energy. I know you are too. And I can already feel I'm feeling my hands and everything. My Reiki's firing up. So interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well, I think you and I are soul connected. And um, do I call you Jay India?
0: Please do.
1: Okay, okay. I feel like we're soul connected, and so we're we're high vibing in each other's energy. And that's really what the listeners, that's what you want in your business or you want in your life to be calling in the right people and high vibing with the right people. And so that doesn't come overnight as you build your audiences. You know, I I went down some paths. I think when I first got started, I was very into like kind of corporate career coaching and I was calling in good people. Like I had very few bad experiences, but was there this high vibey, spacious, like, ah, I just feel like flying. I feel like I'm two inches off the ground. No, it wasn't happening. Um, I because- like how
0: you just use that tagline in there. Yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It's a great <laughs> tagline. And so like, how do you call in those soul clients? I call them soul clients in your experience. And it's really... The heart of it gets to being in and embodying your gifts, your genius, because your soul clients don't want your gifts. They need them on a soul level. And on a soul level, you agreed to help each other at a certain point in your journey. You know, maybe they're helping you by investing in you and your offerings, and you're helping them obviously by uh, serving them, helping them heal, getting them to their dreams and desires. And so that exchange, that energetic exchange is very high vibrational. It's very valuable. And it is magnetizing. It's magnetizing the right people into your experience who are just naturally drawn to it. So when you're in that magnetism, there's no need for that push out sales. Pushing out sales by definition, is a push out energy. Now, if you have p- listeners who are have marketing backgrounds, they're like they're kind of if we can use the word, term three D marketing and salespeople, which is still relevant. We still need three D marketers because most people actually buy in a three D world, and I can explain what I mean by that. It's okay, like it's okay to push be in that marketing pushing out. If that's your background and that's what you do, (laughs) because we need that, right? We need marketers who help us do that. If that is not your background and you don't have a lot of money to invest in marketing managers and ads managers, this is the much better way to go when you're not pushing out actually. And when you're in that, again, when you're in that pushing out, you got to push out to a lot of different people until you find the right ones who are going to bite. But when you're magnetizing, it's like this self-selection process that pulls just the right people into you. And you don't need to have those decades of experience in 3D marketing enable to, to enable you to get really high value clients.
0: Yes, I agree. And when you step into that energy, it's a different energy. It's so different. When you know when you're stepping into it, right, Allison? Like I know, like I know. A, I don't have any reason to be salesy or pushy. In fact, I'm working with, well, I'm working with a couple clients, but one of my clients right now had to postpone our next session and that's money postponed. It didn't bother me. I was like, okay, it's all in good time. You know what? Maybe someone else will come through because I know I'm magnetizing the right people.
1: Absolutely. This is something that is easy to say, and it can be challenging to implement, but when you get it, you can really get it. When you get it, then it feels easy again, or it feels easeful. So it's kind of a funny thing that being in service to people energy without expecting anything in return, but yet you still want clients. I mean, you have bills to pay. You are running a business. You want to earn money. And at the same time, there's almost a duality to it. You don't care. You're in the energy of, well, I'm just here to be in service. Like You're doing this podcast right now in the energy of I'm in service to you. Now, should you get clients from your podcast, it's like the cherry on the cake. It's the bonus. So on the one hand, yes, we want to be in the energy of I want to grow my business. I want to earn money. I want to get a full book of clients, a full book of soul clients. And there's also my energy is in this Dual duality sort of energy that I am just here in service. And if I serve you in any way, shape or form, I am, my heart is smiling and I expect nothing in return from you. I don't expect you to buy anything from me just because I'm offering you nice free content. I am just purely in service to you. And when you can be in that sort of, can feel, if you think about it too much, it can feel kind of funny. But if you just embody it, you just go into your heart energy and you're just being the service. Um, that's when you really start magnetizing clients into your experience.
0: And that's what I've noticed too. So in this situation, we, I want to say it in the right way. We give a lot of things away for free, right? Like there's free workshops, there's free podcasts. There's a lot of content that's given away for free. And that helps with magnetizing, again, from a service-oriented and also a love and passion for what you're doing, right, from those mindsets. And that's why a lot of times when you put a price tag, and I'm not saying you as in you, I'm saying all of us in general, when we put a price tag or we should put a price tag on our services, it should reflect the value. And it also should reflect the value of the fact, hey, I've been putting on a lot of free content for years. If it's worth the value, then that person who's magnetized to you will have no problem paying it. And that's, that's what I'm dent. seeing. Like I signed up for your course and we're going to talk about this later. Like there was no like, oh this is too much or so it's a great price by the way. But you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, this is this is even this is like beyond the value. I'm so excited for what I'm going to get. So, does that make sense?
1: Perfect sense. That's the definition of a soul client. Soul clients are not wealthy, they're not poor. It doesn't matter really what's in their bank accounts. I think oftentimes we in the service Industry can get a little bit fixated on what's in the bank accounts of our potential clients. Like, oh, I can't charge more money because my people couldn't afford that. Well, how do we know? How do we know what our people can afford? How do we know what's in their bank accounts? It's none of our business, actually, what's in their bank accounts. What is our business is are they a sole client or not? And if they are, they are meant to work with us on a sole level. If they are getting a yes from high, their higher self to invest in one of your products or services, that means there is resources there for them to invest in it. Those resources may or may not be in their bank account right now. It doesn't matter. The heart yes is there. And it is not us to, up to us to second guess that. And then in terms of like the cost, another thing I will say about soul clients is they are not price shoppers. They are not looking for, Mm, you know, the best deal. And because why? We've probably, all all of your listeners have probably been a sole client to someone else. Think about about a time where you invested in something. It doesn't even have to be a coach. Maybe it was that blender, that Vitamix, right? And you're just like, I'm so into smoothies right now. And that Vitamix blends my smoothies so well, but it's like $2,000 for a blender. Oh my God, I could get a blender for 20 bucks. Why would I invest $2,000 on a blender? Because maybe you're making peanut butter. It's really hard to make peanut butter with with a bad blender, right? So you're motivated. You want it. You need it. You know you're going to have a healthier lifestyle with this thing. So you invest in it. And our soul clients are the same way. They see the value. They taste the value. Why? Because you're embodying it. You're embodying your gifts. And when you do that, when you're in that energy of embodying and owning they feel that even if they can't put words to it, even if they don't really know what's going on, on um, their soul is going to kick in and say, you need that. You need that. Oh, but it's a five figure investment. You know, like when we talk the really high prices, right? The soul is going to say, I know it's crazy. It's a lot of money, but you need it. And you are going to get the massive return. And that is the beauty of the soul client connection connection. When we get to that place and again this is another thing that doesn't come overnight like owning and embodying our gifts that's another journey right because our gifts are the first thing we like to thwart second guess doubt but when you stay on this path and you you know you do the work little by little each day and start to own it more and more and more each day that's when you're putting out the right energy signals for the right people to find And those people are motivated and ready to invest higher value dollars for what it is you're offering.
0: You make such a good point about it has to be work done on the daily. It has to be, you know, we have to be doing the meditations. We have to be dropping into our heart. I listen to someone who's great, but everything's in the head. So it's all about podcasting and stats and everything. Everything's in the head. So it's all about, you know, looking at your downloads and looking at your stats. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that because I do it and I'm sure you do it, but it's not heart-based. So it doesn't really align with me. So instead of me doing the work daily, looking at my downloads and obsessing over that, why don't I, you know, go into the meditations and drop into my heart and attract the people that need my podcast, right?
1: I mean, we're very, very socially conditioned to think that to be productive, we need to be producing. You know, we need to be cranking out podcast episodes. We need to be cranking out content. The more and more like I'm in communion with Source about this, Source is like, get out and have fun. It's fun, play, relaxation. I just had an amazing guest on my podcast about manifesting money. And her thing was, yes, fun and play and relaxation. Money loves relaxation, loves relaxed energy. And so, again, it's that journey. You know, We have been socially conditioned since birth. I had two workaholic parents, so I had all sorts of modeling around this. It really is a journey to start to get into that. It's that flow, right? It's a flow state you get into your business. So it's not like you're not doing anything or taking any actions. Of course you are. But there's also time for walks in the forest. There is time for meditation. And if meditation doesn't come easily for you, there's there's other ways to get in meditative states. There's paintings, there's walking, there's swimming. You know, finding that thing that works for you that helps create the space and it creates the energy of fun and play and rest and relaxation. And that is another powerful, powerful ingredient to you magnetizing, and for you to start to fill your content well. These are the times where we get the creative sparks for our best ideas, you know, when we're out in the forest immersed with the trees, right? It's not when we're cranking away on our computer on some, like figuring out some technology. So uh, give yourself permission. And and if you have a hard time with it, you know, grace and compassion, because our social conditioning is fierce on this topic. So giving yourself a little bit of grace, like I remember, oh gosh, how long ago was it now? Like, uh, it was like four or five years ago, working with a coach who said, oh, I take fr- all, I take Fridays off and that's my day for self-care and to fill up my creativity. Well, and I couldn't, I literally couldn't imagine taking Fridays off. It was like, she had said something so foreign and, and unbelievable to me. I thought, oh my God, how does she take Fridays off? That's just unbelievable. But but little by little, I was tweaking and refining and turning my ship. And now I have been taking Fridays off for probably the last year and a half to two years. And it's now non-negotiable for me. So I can just see like from my own path how I've been able to, little by little, with tweaks and refines, get into this energy, get into this alignment. So it is definitely a journey.
0: So during this journey, you had talked about attracting the soul client, obviously. So what is the soul client avatar?
1: Yes. So if you've taken any sort of nuts and bolts business marketing course, online marketing, if you've taken Marie Forleo's B-School, you have probably been introduced to the concept of the ideal client avatar. And you probably have been asked, or if you ever do this, I promise you, you will be asked to fill out a 20-page questionnaire about all the things like putting up, getting together a personality profile of that perfect person for your offerings. And so the sole client avatar is that, yes, he she or she is ideal, yet I would definitely take the 20-page questionnaire and throw it out the window. <laughs> I remember when I took B-School, I took Marie Forleo's B-School, which is all about how to start an online business before I even knew what I wanted to sell. So this is back in like 2013.
0: B-School, it's- just to clarify, business school.
1: Business school. Yeah. And I didn't even know what I wanted to sell. And then she sent this, like, I think it's like a 40-page questionnaire, like, what magazines does she read? What does she like Thai food? I mean, all these like really specific questions. No. I just remember I had <laughs> no idea. I was like, yeah, I, yeah. it was so stressful because I didn't really know. And I was trying to figure it all out with my head. I was trying to calculate what could this person be. The soul client avatar ideally, ideally takes all the thinking out of it and you drop into your heart and you go to the energy, because the energy will always give you the clearest picture of who she is. And I teach a five-step process for connecting in to your soul client avatar. And to answer your question, the soul client avatar is the energetic frequency. It's feeling into the energetic frequency of that perfect, most perfect dream client that you are literally born to serve. On a soul level, you were born to serve her. So it's tapping into that energy frequency and feeling her. Normally, she is not one person. She's a composite of a lot of different people. And it's perfectly okay if you've worked with a dream client in the past to think of that dream client as you tune into her. But I always invite people to try to be as open as possible because you never know what's going to come through. Your soul client avatar is changing all the time new parts of herself is being presented to you or she's shifting, her pain points are shifting. And she's asking that your offerings shift with her to an extent. So as open as you can be and just letting the energy guide you is actually better. And I do teach a five-step process for tapping into her energy. And I'd be happy to share right now if it's helpful.
0: Yes, but first I wanna say that What you're saying completely aligns with the nuances of the law of attraction, because in the law of attraction, there's actually two schools of thought where you want to get really, really specific. But nowadays they're saying, no, it's not about getting really specific. It's about having the result and letting go right? So it's not like, is she, does she drive motorcycles and have Thai food and has red hair? And it's not anything like that. It's just the end result is I want to be in service to this person. That's what I want to attract instead of going down to all the more cerebral details. So I appreciate that you said that. And yes, we would love to hear the five steps, please.
1: All right. So this is easy. Anybody, this is accessible to anybody no matter how intuitive you consider yourself or not, anybody can do this. So, step one is the step where you go out of your mind, right? And so that's quieting the mind. And you can quiet your mind anyway, but I always recommend to start with deep breathing. So, big inhales, big exhales. I recommend filling up the lower part of your belly. Long inhales, long exhales, you're going to feel yourself slow down, going to come into the present moment. And then you go to step two, which I call the pivot down. And you pivot your awareness down out of your head area and into your heart. And you place your awareness on your heart space, which is the highest vibrational point in your body. So you're opening up your intuitive gifts and you're opening up your energy. And then step three is just setting the intention to connect with your soul client avatar. And you might be saying, well, I have no idea who he or she is. Good. Let the energy do the work. You don't have to be thinking, you don't have to know anything. Let the energy guide you. Just set the intention. And if you're someone who's been in business for 20 years, do it the same way because you never know what new thing might want to come through. So just set the intention to connect with the soul client avatar. And once you feel a connection or you perceive that you might have a connection, you go to step four, which is to ask her questions. Now, if you're a very intuitive person and you kind of are used to this sort of thing, ask very specific, detailed, open-ended questions, right? If you are new to using your intuition and connecting into energy this way, I would keep this... Questions, very simple. Do you have a name? Try to keep them, if you can, to yes, no questions. And you can get a lot of detail from some good, properly worded yes, no questions. And make it easy for her to respond to you. And then step five is perceiving what you're receiving to coming back in response, using your intuitive gifts. Do you sense it? Do you have an inner knowing? Do you see it? Do you hear it? And in the questions, in the step four questions, I recommend asking questions in three categories. The first, and this won't probably surprise anybody, but the first is asking her about her pain points. Try to get specific. What is giving you pain right now that my offerings can help you alleviate can help you shift out of. My offering stroke my unique genius, right? Because our genius, the pain points of our soul clan avatars and our unique genius fit together like a puzzle piece. So what are your biggest pain points and this holds true whether you're a coach or a healer or you design t-shirts. It's it's still holds true. Every if you don't have t-shirts you like, you're pained around that. I just want cute t-shirts, right? So um All of our offerings are alleviating some sort of pain for our people, for our audience. The second basket of questions is what do you want? What do you desire? How do you want to feel? Right? So getting that next level of clarity regarding what it is they really want that our offerings can help them get. And then the third and super important is what do you need from me? What do you need on a soul level from my offerings? And depending on what she comes back with and the intuitive messages that you receive, you can create entire content schedules around that. You can create entire programs around that. You could do a whole like season of podcast episodes around what is coming back. And you can marry that with talking to people, right? talking to people in your audience and asking them about their pains and their desires, of course. But when you really get into the practice of connecting to the energy, it's going to be the most accurate. It's going to be so accurate, you almost don't need to talk to people. But of course, it's always a good idea to talk to people and see, you know, make sure that you are confirming this intuitive information you can, um, you know, trust but verify is what I like to say. But I'm to the point now where I have such a trust muscle with this because I've done it so many times. It's created results for me so many times. I trust it so much. I know that when I connect to my soul client avatar and she says, I got this pain today, and I do a podcast episode on that specific pain, people are gonna say, Allison, I loved that episode. Oh Allison, how can I get to know you to learn more about your offerings?
0: Wow. That was incredible. Thank you so much. And it's so I just want for everyone to realize also that Soul Client Avatar, you know, Allison and I are both inclusive. So whatever resonates with you, it can be he, it can be she, it can be they, it can be a non-binary person as well. So you know, just keep that in mind. Uh, Allison and I did my Soul Client Avatar together, and mine is named Mina, and the pain points have to do with for you know the authors and the podcasters who want to work with me aspiring authors I should say aspiring podcasters their pain point is we don't know where to get started we're so frustrated and also we want to get this done fast and so that's that's what I've been attracting you know it's people who are ready they're ready they're ready to write their book they're ready to do that podcast but they just don't know where to start and then in an hour, I give them a complete outline of where to start, and they're like, "Oh my god, I had no idea!" You know, I had no idea that's possible. So it really does work, and I have been putting in the work as well. You know, I listened to your meditation last night, and I've been I've been trying to put in the work. I'm trying on the daily. I'm doing better. <laughs> that is my goal.
1: Yeah, I remember when we um checked checked into Mina, right, Mina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was a very. It just felt you know, again, because I've been doing this a while and I, I've taken a thousand clients through this process, I can always tell when it's r- a real intuitive response coming through or your mind is filtering. And if your mind ever pops in and say, no, 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 she she doesn't want that. She wants this. And you start calculating what you think the answer should be, that's totally normal. It's fine. Your mind always wants to get its voice in. If you feel that's happening Just feed your mind a grape and say, I promise I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to give you a say. But right now, I just want to see where my heart leads me. Right now, I just want to check into the energy and give my energy and my heart and the intuition of time a voice. And when we were in our session, uh, I really felt Mina, like I felt a real alignment. It was just flowing through you. There was an ease to it. And it was absolutely, you were tapped into this energy and it was just flowing through you intuitively.
0: Yeah, Mina's my girl. Who yeah,
1: is? absolutely. <laughs> so, the more that you can create content for her, and I, I just got off the phone with a client. She's like, Oh, Allison, you know, I, I know this and I feel my Soul Clan avatar and I know my gifts and I own my gifts, but I don't have a methodology. I don't know how to put it into words. And I said, girl, that will come. Keep it simple. So often when we are struggling in business, it's because we're overcomplicating. I said, come up, if you want an offer for her, because she's a person who has a long, very successful business as a wedding planner, and she's doing this careers transition into healing, coaching and healing. So, she very much knows how to run a successful business, but she's feeling really stuck with this transition. And I said, Keep it simple, girl. Offer a four pack. Like, don't throw your methodology out the window. Your soul clients will never read that on a sales page anyway. They will not read what your methodology is because they will feel your energy and say, I want to get on the phone with this person. I said, Literally, make it so simple that your sales page is, I have a signature offer, it's four sessions, book a call here. Like literally make it that simple. And she, and that, that, that provided her with so much relief because she was trying to make it so complicated for herself and come up with all the right words to describe what it was she did. And she couldn't find the right words. And she's like, well, it's different for each client. And I said, then throw the words out the window all they need to know is what they're going to get. They'll get four sessions with
0: you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Per- yeah that that's it. That's perfect. Yeah. So don't yes. Don't try to what's that what's that expression? Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Correct.
1: <laughs> In that way. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm working with this big coach now that I spent all kind of money on. I love the guy, but I come to him with some complex problem. And he comes back to me with the simplest solutions every time. And I'm like, why am I paying you to give me this thing that I learned my first year in business? Because we tend to overcomplicate. It's very easy to overcomplicate Soul Clan Avatar, but I invite you to lean into the ease. It's simple, it's easy. If you tune in to her or him or them, and they come back to you with this very obvious answer of a pain point, and you're like, well, it can't be that pain point because it's too obvious. It's not too obvious. It's just, that's it. So really trust it. When you can, or you notice yourself getting frustrated, deep breaths, and just ask the question, how can I make this simpler? How can I lean into the ease? And that will provide the space. It will provide the relaxation. And then often, that's when our best solutions arrive.
0: Yeah, when I was working as an editor, especially in the publishing house, If someone came to us with this pitch and it was like just going on and on, I'm like, you don't even know what your book's about, what all will do. And the people that came with that one sentence elevator pitch, that's who got the deals because they were so simple and so efficient and so clear. And that's it. Yes. So... I can relate to that 100%. Now, you you have to tell this story. So during one of your workshops, I love how Source guided you to write a newsletter email on the fly to your email list. From that email alone, you received two clients and their services totaled thousands of dollars. Please share this story.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to share. This is a great one. Mm-hmm. So I my business gro- has grown a lot in the last few years. And so... You know, it's like new level, new devil. We're always figuring things out. <laughs> what worked last year won't work this year. You know, it's the nature of business. So, as I was growing, I was hiring help. Like like you do, like I recommend people though. Well, I kind of noticed, especially with some of my content creation, I got this sneaking suspicion that I was delegating too much to my marketing manager who does write copy for me. A lot of sales copy, she'll write landing pages, stuff like that. I noticed that I just, I'm like, oh, like if it's going to be like an email to me from my list, I really want it to be in my voice. I really want it to be in my energy. I started to feel a little off with it. And I kind of noticed that my business was feeling off with it. Like the clients weren't coming in at the normal rate. I was feeling a little stuck. And so it was just something I was kind of noticing, and I also was noticing that I didn't have as much fun and play in my business as I wanted. And Source kept saying, "Allison, you got to add fun and play. You got to add fun and play. You're here. Earth is your playground. It's not meant to be all business all the time." So all of this was like coming, but I, I I didn't know where it was all going. Well, then my husband said, "We're going." I live in the Netherlands, and he came to me and said, "It's my birthday." I want to go to L- London for the weekend. I've booked everything. He booked the flights, he booked at this five-star hotel which in London, you know, the hotels are so expensive. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, but he used points and we got the sort of uh, kind of deal on it. And I was you like, okay. It. You. Yeah, I was like, okay. And normally I plan all the trips, so the fact that he had done all this, I didn't even have to book anything. So, we go and every thing in that weekend just was like i was in like this flow state like the flights were just perfect everything was on time uh we just like caught our train into the into downtown we checked in uh, they were like oh um you know when we checked in they were like we're so sorry your room's not ready yet so we've just upgraded you to a suite i hope that's okay <laughs> we're like uh yeah It was like walking from one cloud to the next. You know, I've been to London probably 30 times. London can be really crowded. It can be just like kind of loud. and But there weren't that many people there. Like it was sort of, you know, uh, post-pandemic. So there still weren't that many people there. And it was just, the weather was beautiful. The sun was shining. Everything I touched turned to gold that weekend. And I wasn't thinking about work at all. So then Sunday morning rolled around, and my marketing manager had written an email. I think it was the email was inviting people to join a masterclass. And it was very well written, and it was very, you know, check all the blocks. But there was no real Allison to it. There was no real energy. It was just sort of like, join a masterclass, click here to sign up. So I was sitting in my hotel room. My husband and my daughter were still sleeping. I got out my laptop. And I just, I, I deleted the whole email. And I just wrote from the heart. And I just said, I'm in London. I'm on a cloud. I'm in so much fun and play. I realized that I had this other email queued up and it was just too boring. <laughs> I love, sorry, I, I love my my marketing manager, but it was just too, you know, she was doing her job. There was no soul to it. There was no life. And I wanna bring. This to you. I want to bring life to you. I want to bring energy. And I want to tell you the importance of fun and play. It is just you are meant to feel like you're on a cloud in your business, not a hundred percent of the time, but you're you should have moments in your business where you're just in a state of fun and play. Moments in your life. I shared with them some of the synchronicities that were happening in London, how like things were just falling in our place. And I felt like the city of London was conspiring to make sure I had the best weekend ever. I can tell you when we got back it was so magical. When we got back, we landed in Amsterdam. I got my luggage and there was like there weren't that many people on our flight again, you know, empty flight, another part of this great weekend. My luggage was coming and I was like that's not my luggage. And my husband's like, "Yeah, it is." I'm like, "It's not because I have a broken zipper." on my luggage that I couldn't fix. It's like broken, broken. And that luggage doesn't have a broken zipper. It was mine. So either the universe fixed it in flight or some kind airport attendant fixed my luggage, the zipper on my luggage. I mean, it was broke, broke. So I got it back and it was like perfect as new. I was like, this sums up this weekend. Okay. So I sent that. So that email had gone out. I literally wrote it in about 10 minutes included a nice photo of myself. That one email actually got me three clients worth, because I charge more for what I do. That one email earned me about $25,000 in income.
0: Love it. Yeah. Love it. And I love that story because you were just so aligned. And then you took action in that alignment. That's the beautiful part of the story. And not saying that your marketing manager, who I think I know who you're talking about, is wonderful and amazing. Wonderful and amazing. Wonderful and amazing. But it's just you were very aligned and you had to, you know take charge of your business for a second, right? So I loved that you did that. And I just want to talk very quickly about the email newsletter because I think this is really important and why I asked you this question. A lot of people just pump out a a whatever email newsletter and you put thought into it. I sit down every Tuesday morning, I wake up extra early, 6 a.m. and I craft that newsletter. I craft it. And I talk about my personal life in it. And I come from source and I ask source, what do people want to hear from me? And that's how I do it. And I make sure that it's an interesting read and it's an interesting story. So it's not just, you know, the same old newsletter So or email newsletter. So I think that's important to say the listeners too, because a lot of times the listeners just say, oh man, I have to do a newsletter. This sucks because the newsletters I receive, I quite frankly, I subscribe to them out of politeness. And I don't read them. And people, you know, there's someone on who I love. This person, I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say they're an amazing intuitive. And she constantly blasts these just standard email newsletters. And I'm not saying anything against it, but it's too many. To the point it's where I've had many. to, I had to block her, and I feel terrible about that because I do love her, but it's 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 getting to the point of annoying where every time I open my thing or it dings at eleven at night or whatever, it's it's her. So you know I can tell she's not aligned right now, which is, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like no one's perfect, but I love that you brought up just sending out that beautiful aligned from source email newsletter because it can do wonders. It did wonders for you.
1: It doesn't feel like work either. Like writing that email didn't feel like work. I was creating from a place of being. I will say like this London weekend, like if I was like, okay, I want to have another London weekend this weekend. It's going to be great. I probably would go and everything, like my luggage would get lost and there'd be mobs of people and it'd be like too hot or something. (laughs) Um, You can't always force these things, right? All you can do is the daily steps the daily noticing, I was noticing source was calling me for fun and play. I was noticing a lot, some of my marketing was like getting very canned and formulaic, and I wasn't liking that. I started noticing some things. I noticed tweaks and refines, and I paid attention. So it's just noticing, paying attention, tweaking, refining. If you need to throw an email out the window and write a new one, you do it. That's really the alignment process.
0: Yes. It goes into business, like you said. It's a big part of being a purpose-driven, soul-guided, spiritual entrepreneur. Because we've all done it where we've done it for the money. All of us, everyone listening, you, me, we've had careers or jobs where like, we've done this for the money. And not saying it was a bad job and you made good money, but you're like, at the end of the day, I'm left with nothing. I remember I was a corporate flight attendant. I have a podcast on it, Allison. I remember <laughs> I have this one memory of like, Holding, I was cutting something in the galley or the little kitchen of the private jet. And I was holding, I think it was baloney or something. And I was like, man, this is, this is what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> Not saying there's anything wrong with that you know, it's a great job, but I'm just saying for me, I needed more. So totally get it. I want to move on to, you have these wonderful, speaking of soul, oh, this is perfect. I didn't even realize how perfect this is going to align, going from newsletter to what I'm about to say. In your quarterly psychic business reports, which are so good, Source predicts what will happen for the upcoming quarter and you relay the message, right? You're just... The message giver for source. That's what I wanted to say. You are the vessel for source. I couldn't remember the word. I can't remember if you spoke about it in the business report or on your amazing podcast, which everyone should listen to, Soul Guide Radio with Allison Scammel, which will be linked in the show notes. But you spoke about the rise of cryptocurrency. Two weeks ago, I dropped an episode on cryptocurrency, citing all the reasons it is so spiritual and metaphysical. Do you have any predictions on crypto and or NFTs today?
1: Well, what I can say on that is there is, with the cryptocurrency, which I do think is the future, it may not be what we're using today, but it's going to be this or something else. In a way, it's relying more on energy than paper money. You know, paper money backed by gold or paper
0: money backed by labor, which, by the way, I said my podcast is hardly backed by gold anymore.
1: It's hardly in the United States. They just States, print money. Yeah, in the they U.S., just sorry, money. they just
0: print money. Go ahead instead.
1: It's backed by labor. I mean, they back yeah. it by by uh, birth rate, essentially, um, which is not a very stable way to do it. So that exchange, because that's what money is, right? It is exchange. Is an energetic exchange, but cryptocurrency is actually or some sort of energetic exchange, it's going to a higher level. So what that means is when we go to purchase, what we're evolving to is when we go to purchase something, it's at a higher level of exchange. So we're evolving to be less consumeristic. We're evolving to buy less junk from China. And I buy junk from China from time to time. I've got a five-year-old I've got a lot of junk toys in China, <laughs> so I am not perfect on this issue at all. I'm talking about collectively light workers, leaders, spiritually minded people are evolving to be at a higher energetic resonance when we go to exchange for something, whatever that is, whether we're buying food or a car or toys for our kids or coaching programs or art Uh, or a house, we're going at a higher energetic resonance because we want it to be a more aligned purchase. We're going to be pickier about the things that we bring into our home than we've been in the past collectively. And as part of that, that energetic exchange is resonating at a higher frequency. So you can tune into that energy. I'm calling it the energy of high money. It's a higher energetic frequency than cash currency banknotes we use now. And it has really profound messages for us. And I think the more we tune into that money, that energetic frequency of high money, and ask it, you know, what should we be investing in, or how can I call in more of you, or how can I live a healthier, wealthier, more abundant lifestyle, and the more we listen to those messages... This next level of cryptocurrency we manifest is really going to be a more sophisticated system that enables everybody to thrive. That's been a big message I've gotten. What we evolve to ideally, right, I'm talking about ideally, like if we lightworkers get together and evolve the right, the best next thing, which is not necessarily what we have right now. But if we manifest that best next thing, it's going to be a system that's very high vibrational and it is going to enable everyone to thrive and there will no longer be the haves and the have nots or everyone who's all the light workers who are choosing this and choosing to manifest a system where everyone can thrive. All the people who choose that will be able to thrive within it. And certainly not everybody is going to choose that. You know, some people will be too afraid and they'll want the old system. And so they'll be plugged into the old system and that's fine. But we'll, we will be, if we light workers and leaders follow our heart and tap into this energy, we're going to be able to manifest a next level of currency that's really going to serve us in amazing, loving, inspiring, lucrative, abundant, wealthy ways.
0: Yes. You repeated most of everything I said on, on the podcast. So I, I'm so happy you did because that's the message I'm getting from source, right? If we're light workers, we're getting pretty much the same message from source. And I think at this point it's becoming, I want to say this in the right way, a little bit useless to resist it because guess what? China stopped Bitcoin, because they're making their own type of currency, digital currency. And the US is supposedly working on its own type of digital currency. So it's coming, guys. Like it's coming. coming. It's coming. So we have to start embracing it. And personally, I'm excited about it. I can't stand like change and pennies. And like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Like like how you said, the labor behind it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say the best exchange that we could create is created by light workers for light workers and people who are making oh. you know choices for humanity people who are choosing a system where everyone can thrive. And so if if a system is being set up where it's you know fundamentally cutting that off or it's self-serving or it's special interest then I'm I'm going to be less enthusiastic about that. I haven't received the call yet from source to invest in anything. Yeah. So I don't, unfortunately, not yet. I don't have any recommendations of specific places to put your money. The only That's thing okay. that I'm getting on that is be more led by higher self than you've ever been before. So when you're thinking, should I buy that house? Should I liquidate that 401k? Whatever the question is, check in about you know, 50 times with your higher self (laughs) or once, or once, once is fine too. But if you're not sure, you know, just keep, or you're second guessing it, keep going to that higher self and really let your higher self guide you because they will guide you to all the right, or they, your higher self, however you experience that will always guide you to your right choice.
0: It also takes a mass amount of research to know to invest in crypto and NFTs. I just started doing research. I'm on my third book. I'm on Clubhouse listening. And you guys, it's very complex. So just don't you know, throw your money in there. You've got to kind of know what you're doing as well. So if you embrace it spiritually, amazing, but do your research. Yeah, <laughs> and, for sure. And Allison, I have a fun question for you. So your dream is to own a buffalo farm. And I think I'm seeing a buffalo right there behind you. I see a picture of a buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got a
1: lot of buffaloes (laughs) there, there. Yes. (laughs) Just one up
0: there. I actually own a cow farm, which I know you have too. And I know you come from a ranching background. So how close are you to getting the dream of those buffaloes?
1: You know, it's an interesting thing. I've always had this vision the buffalo, the, you know, the bison, the American buffalo is my spirit animal. I com- i I communicate with the buffalo spiritual community all the time. Wow.
0: Very Native American.
1: Yeah. And uh, I grew up on a ranch in South Dakota where there literally used to be a mil- millions of buffalo that would roam it. Buying farmland anywhere in the world right now is so cost prohibitive and you know, getting into something like buffalo, they ha- they require special fencing. They require, you know, there's certain diseases they carry that can get other animals sick. So you have to be really knowledgeable about all this stuff. And I am just in this spirit of like, I'm just going to manifest it. Like I just know in my heart, it's just going to happen. Like the right people are going to come. The right infrastructure is going to come. The right money is going to come. And it's just going to happen. And I have this whole vision of like uh, buffalo meditations. I want to take people out in like kind of like a safari, because obviously they're wild animals and they're very dangerous. So I want to take people out on these like safari jeeps that are protected so everybody's safe and do meditations amongst the buffalo. And oh I've actually gosh. done this. And That's you amazing. Connect into, yeah. You can do it with cattle too. And you connect into the herd energy. And I'm going to call it the (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo.
0: That's
1: so cute. Um, Yeah. So like I have this whole vision. I already do retreats at the ranch where I grew up. It's an amazing place for personal and spiritual growth, the big open skies. So I'm going to be starting the retreats up again now that we're kind of hopefully post uh, pandemic. Are they in the Uh, Netherlands
0: or in South Dakota? Oh, South Dakota. Oh, I'd be down for that. Right? See? Yeah. I'd be down for the whole buffalo thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because can you do a buffalo farm in the Netherlands? Sorry, this is ignorant of me. I don't know.
1: I mean, there is one, actually. (laughs) I've been to it. But (laughs) uh, I mean, land is so expensive here. Oh, I'm sure. Farmland here is way more expensive than in the US and it's crazy expensive in the US. So no, no, no. This would all be on our family farm in South Dakota.
0: So you would consider coming back here?
1: Potentially. Interesting. So it's just something to be manifested. Because if I actually like set the intention to do it kind of the old-fashioned way through like researching and raising money, I'd lose interest. So this is pure manifestation. And the things that I've been able to manifest to date kind of, I mean, I could we could talk about it for like an hour. I won't go into it. But I am well on my way. I can tell you that much.
0: I know you are. I can feel the energy. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I know you are. So I'm excited about that. When that happens, Thank that's going to be that's going to be amazing. So, any last thoughts?
1: I have a hunch because I'm an I read energy that there's some listeners out there that are feeling blocked. Maybe you're working your ass off in business and the results aren't coming in. Maybe you made some money last year and now you feel like you're stuck. I hear you. I'm with you. I felt it too. And I just have this really important message for you that this too shall pass. We are in an collectively, we're in an energy shift right now. Some people are thriving, but a lot of people are feeling really stuck. And it is a planetary energy that is affecting all of us to some degree. So if you are in that, if you're not in that stuckness, hallelujah, keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome. If you are in the stuckness or you find yourself in the stuckness, just stay on the path. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean you have the wrong offering. It doesn't mean it's time to close up shop on your business. It just means that there's a stuckness. And it's asking you to reflect in and look what wants to shift because the world needs, it really needs on a soul level, what you have to offer and stay the course, keep tweaking and refining and the abundance will come beyond anything you could imagine.
0: That's beautiful. That's, that's the message I think a lot of people need to hear right now. So, gratitude. And Allison, I'm going to hand it over to you. Where can we follow you? I know you have an amazing offering you're going to talk about, so please.
1: Yeah. I mean, the timing of this is really divine. I'm offering my first ever spiritual only course. I usually focus my stuff on for spiritual entrepreneurs. This really is spiritual only, but it's really, I mean, it will likely attract a lot of entrepreneurs. It's called Unlock Your Spiritual Genius. And I signed up. Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) It's a five-week course where I'm going to be revealing advanced spiritual tools to help you unlock your five major spiritual gifts. Sources told me that even among light workers, most of us are only tapping into about 10 to 15% of our spiritual potential. And sources saying this has got to change in Allison. We tap you on the shoulder and ask you to help change this. So this really, this course is coming from demand for my community people asking for this, and from source itself. So it's going to be super powerful. We're going to be talking about manifesting money. We're going to be talking about up-leveling your healing gifts, your intuitive gifts, your teaching gifts, your leadership gifts. It's going to be magical. It's going to be next level. So if you're feeling a heart yes uh, and you're curious, I'd invite you to head on over to my website, alisonscammell.com. And if you're interested specifically in the course, that's forward slash spiritual dash genius. And the course starts May 31st.
0: And it's a great time for Eastern Standard Time. Um, it's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is phenomenal because a lot of us work at home. So that I love that time. That was great for me. And I that is so amazing that you said that. I'm like, I'm dying right now because how you said the 10%. I have been getting constant messages from source to up my game, constant. And one thing I'm starting to do a lot more is mediumship. So that's one way to up my game. And I'm doing a lot more with uh, delving into quantum physics and the paranormal because that's where I started as a child. And I'm going more back into that. So I'm curious to see now when my gifts are unlocking what's going to go on. So this is going to be super fun. Um, I've taken courses with Allison before. They're amazing. Her intuitive sessions are amazing. You can go to, can you spell it, Allison, your name just for visually impaired listeners?
1: Yes. A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-S-C-A-M-M-E-L-L.com. And then you'll see a link that says spiritual genius, and you can click on that.
0: Perfect. And you can follow Allison on Instagram, I think at Allison Scammell, right?
1: Yes. And I'm on Facebook as well. And I have a really awesome Facebook group called the Soul Guide Circle. The Soul Guide Circle, which is my community that's part of my podcast, Soul Guide Radio. So all the places you can check me out,
0: I'd love for you to do so. Amazing. So I'm going to put this all in the show notes. And Allison, I just, I'm so honored to have you on today. You're amazing. Oh,
1: it was such a pleasure. I had a blast. Thank you so much.
0: Until next time. Live
1: your life two inches off the ground.
0: And do some buffalo meditations, right?
1: Oh, yeah. The buffalo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Thanks, Allison. Thank you. I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. I know there are many podcasts out there, but you decided to listen to this one. If you expanded your spiritual and metaphysical knowledge in any way after listening to this episode, then I need your help. Please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. This gives my podcast more visibility to potential new listeners, and it motivates me to continue creating content for you every week. Leaving a review takes less than one minute and is highly appreciated.